This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Happy Friday. Doug Gottlieb and Bucky Brooks in. For Dan and the Danettes, it is a football Friday. Many parts of the country, high school football kicking off. Bucky coaches a high school football team. He's got his first game tonight. Where's your first game tonight? Uh, first game is at Arlita, so in Van Nuys. We get to go and play a day game, 3.30. So you can imagine L.A. Heat and what that's going to feel like. Wait, wait. So Arlita's the name of the school? Arlita's the name of the school. And your school you coach at? Granada Hills Charter. Okay, so you go to coach at Granada Hills Charter. Charter mm-hmm. means you guys can go and recruit and go out and get dudes. No, no, we can't do that. You went out and got dudes. Nah, whoever, we coach 3.30 up whoever in the afternoon up. in Van Nuys, that sounds hot, that sounds dusty. <laughs> it is And that sounds dusty. like a, a traffic, an absolute <laughs> nightmare getting home afterwards. Other than that, high school football, huh? Let's, let's get after it. Why are they playing in the afternoon? They don't have lights. Okay. The neighborhood won't allow them to put the lights up, so they have to play in the middle of the day. It's hot. Uh, grass is long. I mean, it's everything. All right. Well, I mean, but there's there's nothing like high school football. There's just nothing, absolutely nothing like it. Um, all right, Bucky. So there's a bunch of things to get to in the National Football League as we've had some of these dual scrimmages. We've had a lot. We've had a couple of injuries. We've had. Some, but the most interesting thing is uh, yesterday we found out early afternoon, East Coast time, midday, West Coast time, that Deshaun Watson suspended 11 games 
and fined $5 million. Now, there's another layer to that in that Deshaun is not going to play the remainder of the preseason, meaning he only played one preseason game. You happen to call that preseason game. We'll get into all the suspension stuff in a second, but guy's been away from football for over a year. It's a completely different system, one that's built on running the football. How'd he look? I mean, he didn't look good. He didn't look good, but I'm not saying he didn't look good because of his skills and his talent. I'm going to say that the person that ran out the tunnel wearing number four for the Cleveland Browns looked like they had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Uh, I felt like there were a couple different factors that may have clouded this player, impacted this play. One, whenever you sign the kind of deal that he signs when you're the highest paid, there's a natural inclination to want to prove to the world that you're worth the money. Sure. And even though it's just a preseason game, you still carry those expectations. Well, now compounded with all of the other stuff that's hanging over the head, yep. likely suspension, legalese, all that. And the third part of it is it reminded me of when LeBron James became the heel in Miami when everyone hated him. Yeah. It's probably the first time Deshaun Watson has walked out of his stadium and everybody rain booze on him. In the South. Right? Yeah. In, in the South it, it, where, he's, right, where he's beloved. Right, because Jacksonville, you think about it, he's an Atlanta kid, yeah. went to um, Clemson down the road. So he has always been kind of like the darling of the Southeast. And for him to run out and to get to have to deal with that, I'm sure that was shocking and it made him kind of fall back a little bit. So I don't think he played well because he had rust from not playing for a year then all of that other stuff. But I think down the line when he comes back, I think you'd be fine. I think now that he's able to, if he can finally put it to bed and do all the stuff that they want him to do when it comes to counseling and that stuff, if he's able to put all that to bed and kind of lock in and focus, I think you'll be fine when he returns. How about his first game back is against the Houston Texans? Oh, well, I mean, look, man, one thing about the National Football League, the National Football League knows how to make a TV show, Uh and that is a TV show. We can downplay and say, oh, it won't be watched. All eyeballs will be on Deshaun Watson, when he runs out, he's playing against his former team, all the other stuff that's going on. Yeah, it'll be must-see TV when he comes back. It's it's interesting you point that out because I've heard a lot of talk this week over the Christmas Day games, right, with call, with uh, with the NBA. They're like, oh, the Christmas Day games. Like, have, has anybody actually looked at the Christmas Day games in the NFL and who's playing? <laughs> no, dis- no disrespect to all my hoop heads out there. But uh, ladies, gentlemen, no one's going to be watching those games because – Christmas Day is now owned by the NFL. I mean, these, these games, Christmas Day, it's uh, Green Bay, Miami. That's Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers against mm-hmm. Tua. Uh, Denver, and they seem to have a new quarterback against the uh, defending yeah. champions, the Rams. Yeah. And then Tom Brady against Kyler Murray, right? Like, or or you can watch the NBA game where we think guys will play. <laughs> we're not really sure in the middle of, middle, of, middle of their season. All right, let's get back to Deshaun. So when you heard 11 games, 5 million. What'd you think? Uh, I thought that was going to be a, a, about the thing. So last week, at the end of last week, when first you heard the apology, and then the reports came out about, hey, well maybe they would take eight games and five million dollars. You knew that there were settlement things going on behind the scenes. When Roger Goodell makes the hard statement like for a year and those things, you're trying to set the parameters so now you can meet in the middle. Um, Eleven games was about what everyone expected, ten to twelve. And so you basically split the baby and did that. I think the main thing is the NFL and Deshaun Watson, they had to get this off the headlines. They had to get this off the front page. They couldn't go to a season with this being the dominant story for two years in a row. Well, now you have a little bit of closure when it comes to the suspension. Now you can at least move forward. And then for Deshaun Watson, look, man, the only thing that he can do 
is he has to ball out. He just has to ball out and put that to bed. He can't continue to stand in front of the mic and talk about all the stuff like whatever it is, it is. And that's not being disrespectful to those that were affected. But for him as a player, he has to find a way to move this, move beyond this and focus on the play. And the only thing that he can do, really, he can't alter the narrative. The only thing he can do is have people focus on how he plays and he has to perform at a high level. And and, and people do naturally. I mean, they, they just do. You go back and look at... You I know, always say for, Kobe. Huh? Kobe, Mike Vick? Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger? Like, yeah. Those dudes, they have so many opportunities to even... And here's one. And look, it's not in anywhere near as egregious a crime against humanity or anything, but I think people have forgotten... Tom Brady went after Deflategate. One, he's a Patriot. They had Spy. Mm. They had Spygate. Then Deflategate. Yeah. Like Tom Brady was widely considered the most hated quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And now he's absolutely beloved. Loved. You know. Now he he won after that. Then he left. Then he left New England, and he won after that again. So winning cures all. But it does. but the the thing the thing that is going to help Deshaun Watson the most is. As both the Haslam's D and Jimmy said yesterday, he's only 26 years old, so he's got a lot of football left in him. Yeah, if he can just play well and stay out of any sort of headlines off the football field, which was never an issue. That's the other. That's the other crazy part about it. Says never been a thing. No, when you when you asked anybody when this stuff went down, I asked a couple GMs and they're like, "Dude, we had no like this guy completely clean background, clean." So no, haven't haven't known him since high school uh, at Elite Eleven. Watching him come through, watching him come through after that, following his career at Clemson, uh, having talked to him, engaged with him in a few different environments. Look, man, this is a model, model citizen prior to this stuff. So that's why it was so shocking when it came out. Uh, you just didn't expect this. When you hear about how he acts, you hear about the things that he does in the community. It's certainly not something that you would expect. And so the only thing that he can do is what he's continued to do is he has to throw himself in the community. He has to continue to be passionate about the causes that he's behind, and he has to make sure that his stuff on the field is at a high level. In time, some people will be able to focus more on the play. There will always be a faction of people that always focus on the off-field stuff and the settlements and that stuff. But the overwhelming majority of people are looking at his play, and if his play ends up justifying why they rewarded him with the big contract, then it'll kind of go to bed. Yeah, you know, I I think what's interesting is uh, yesterday uh, he said he apologized, but it was kind of like a blanket. But mm-hmm. I but he maintained his innocence, mm-hmm. and his apology was to anyone who is affected or anybody really at all. Just here's a blanket apology, and but but he maintained his innocence. What do you think of how he handled himself before the media? Look, I think it's very very difficult uh, for him because if in his mind. His, his heart of hearts. He doesn't feel like he did it. It's hard for him to be And because he took such a strong stance at the outset, yep. whenever he walks some things back, he's always going to have his apology or his words uh, analyzed and dissected, and then he has to answer for it in media. At some point, he has to play what I call the PR game. He just has to shut it down. Yeah. Like at some point he just has to shut it down. I think now is the time you you, sh- you shut it down because you can't one you can't admit you can't to something yeah. well because because one there could still be a criminal case but two um, you, there's nothing you're going to say now that's going to win. No. Right. No. Not nothing. No. Nothing. So he he has to he has he has to own it. He has to just kind of find a way to move beyond it, and then he has to allow his actions to do what his words can do. People have to see how he lives as opposed to the other stuff. Here, here's one that's really really interesting. Okay. 
And I'll, I'll use this. This is where you can use a word and it becomes a trigger word. But take a listen. This is him apologizing to all women who are triggered. I apologize beforehand. I think the second time I spoke to you guys, I actually apologized. But I think for some people, it didn't uh, maybe register as I, as I was apologizing. But, you know, I just wanted to clarify, you know, I was apologizing to all women and people that was affected about this situation because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a tough situation. What do you apologize for? For everyone that was affected about this situation. There was a lot of people that was triggered. But not the women that accused you of this? I apologize to all women. So anybody that was affected, even yourself, every, everything. So I'm apologizing to everyone that was affected about this whole situation. I, so so when, you, when, when you use the word triggered, you know, people start, people think what he's saying is that... Uh, I didn't, the, the, this story made you think I did something when the word trigger is actually probably a perfect word mm-hmm. considering there are so many different forms of sexual assault, sexual har- right. uh, harassment, mm-hmm. right? And if you've been affected by it in the past and you hear this story, you read this story, a lot of times it brings up memories of the past, right? Right. It's, we it, all, we all bring our personal experiences to the table. Like however you've grown up, whatever you've been impacted or affected by, that certainly, um, plays a part in how you view, cover, write, report on those things. And so when he is talking about triggering, he understood that the situation that he's involved in certainly has brought up some old emotions for a lot of people that have heard about it, read about, seen the case, seen him. Whenever he walks out, it may bring about a distant memory. And so the apology to those who are triggered, I understand it. It's one of those things where every Apology is going to be analyzed in those things. And that's why I said at some point, he just kind of has to shut it down and move beyond it. He, before he got, before, before he um, decided to not play for the Texans, mm-hmm. um, he was incredible in terms of his ability to make plays, arm, mm-hmm. leg. Yeah. But he was also a guy, held the ball too long, had a little Ben Roethlisberger to him, right? Held the mm-hmm. ball too long, tried to be a magician. Um, all things considered, New system, have a ton of pressure on him. He'll have six games to prove himself. Uh, what's the what's the likelihood of success this season with the Browns? It'll be tricky because when you're suspended, so everyone knows, when you're suspended, you're not allowed to be around the team or in the facility. So for eight to ten weeks, he's going to have to practice and get his stuff on his own. And in a new offense, in a new offensive system, you can learn the terminology and the verbiage and all that other stuff. But in terms of executing uh, what this offense will ask of the quarterback, he won't be able to get that practical experience. And so I would expect it to be a little rocky for him. That said, this system is one that has made average guys pro bowlers. Mm -hmm. It has made pro bowlers MVPs. And so for a guy who is as talented as Deshaun, if he just pays attention and really focuses on the details of playing the position within the system – there can be a bunch of layups for him. So I would expect him eventually to play at a Pro Bowl level or even higher once he settles into the system and is surrounded by the right people on the outside. And then the question becomes, does his contract become the standard mm. or does it remain the outlier? And I guess that we'll find out with Lamar Jackson and some yeah. others who are coming up, coming up on, on extensions, right? Because, you know, that's, that's, that's the other... I mean, Deshaun is such an interesting figure because there's so many different so many parts different that play. Things play. Right? I'm so there's, glad, there's, I'm there's so still glad. The, there's the Houston thing where he mm-hmm. got paid up front and then was like, nah, I'm out. That was after the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, then 
obviously all of this, the, the posturing and, I, you know, I've been told mm-hmm. that one of the reasons Matt Ryan, the biggest reason Matt Ryan wanted out of Atlanta was the same reason Baker wanted out of Cleveland is the same reason I'm sure that Tua felt unsettled a long time ago is those teams openly opining yeah. for, for Deshaun, mm-hmm. right? That, that caused Matt Ryan to switch places, which may, which may help Indy. Then he gets there, he gets a the biggest contract completely guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And like if you're Lamar Jackson, you're sitting there going like, wait a second, hold on, I haven't been mm-hmm. hurt. I've been mm-hmm. an MVP, yeah, and I have no off the field baggage at all. Why, why shouldn't I get another yeah. guaranteed contract? <clears throat> and so that, the funny thing is, I'm so glad you brought this up because I feel like it's one of the maybe underreported parts of the outrage with Deshaun Watson. I do believe a lot of it is about the legalese and the stuff that he was alleged to be involved in. But I think another significant part of it is the money. The money in the contract has created a made him polarizing because people can't understand how a guy who didn't play his last season gets a pay raise and fully guaranteed money, which everyone aspires to get. Here's the thing about other quarterbacks trying to get that. When you sign a fully guaranteed or you agree to a fully guaranteed deal, ownership has to put a significant portion of that in escrow. Correct. And a lot of owners in this league are not liquid enough to be able to say, oh, I'm just going to have $150 million trapped away. And so that prevents some of some of the teams from being able to do that. I would also say, though, that the way it went down in Houston, where he agreed to a deal, he got the three years up front, he actually never played a down in that new contract. <laughs> I know. And then he was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Th- that one doesn't sit well. But the big, th- I think the big thing is not necessarily... I think the fully guaranteed is, is mm. problematic for many owners, but the other part is how they kind of cleverly move that move that salary to next year, so that next year it's forty million. So that if not for this five million dollar fine, he he gets fined just game checks, which is nothing this year in comparison to next year, where had he missed eleven games at forty million dollars, you do the math at how many game checks he'd miss. So I, I think there's... A, there, there's there's some there's definitely something to that, even though I will say it's not uncommon for the first year of a new deal right. to be bare minimum because if you're giving him a signing bonus, it doesn't that hurt signing the cap. bonus, yeah, it doesn't hurt the cap. It doesn't it's hurt the cap. So it's money manipulation. You know, uh, we got we got the best guy to join us next. Michael Lombardi, longtime NFL exec, will join us. Get to that in one second. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like when they require minimums and worse how the rewards flat out expire. Or we can talk about how with Discover, you can redeem rewards for cash in any amount at any time. We can talk about amazing. Well, we talked about that. Now let's talk about stuff that you know, the stuff we're here to actually talk about. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Michael Lombardi joins us. What does he think of the league and the NFLPA's decision to settle? That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack you know, one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it all. Also, breaking ground on NIL. They've got some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Caitlin Clark in there, Angel Reese, and a lot of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round draft picks. And if you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. And the best trading card brands, Prism, Select, Don Russ, and so many more. And for those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards, celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Bucky Brooks and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan the Danettes. Happy Football Friday to you here on Fox Sports Radio. Charles Robinson's our guest. He, of course, uh, works for Yahoo Sports. You need to download his 
podcast. You pod, you pod to win the game. Uh, Charles, you and I talked on my show yesterday. Now we've had, I don't know what it is, 16 hours or so for you to talk to everybody in the league. What's, what's the reaction to the Watson settlement? Um, you know, I, I think that when you talk to people with the Texans, <laughs> they probably feel like this was lighter than they expected. You know, I think they thought that once the Stuell Robinson's, um, you know, decision was appealed that, that this was going to end up being the, the calendar year, the contract was going to toll and the league was going to take it all the way. I think what's interesting here though, is I think people are kind of missing the point of why the NFL settled, why this ultimately happened. And, and there was sort of a storyline going into yesterday that, well, there's an element of contrition here, and that's what's sort of drawing this closer. That's that's not why the NFL settled. The NFL settled because when the NFLPA filed their brief in response, the NFLPA made it pretty clear, like, we're going to go to war with you. Like, we're, we're the union was upset about how it perceived owners being held accountable, being investigated, having their behavior handled by the league versus how players, and it was, and I don't even think it was, I mean, Deshaun Watson was a foot, you know, a a point where you sort of, you know, put your foot in the sand and and do what you're going to do. But I think the NFLPA had felt like this, this entire summer, this entire off season, when it came to ownership behavior, and they made it abundantly clear if, if you're going to go down this pathway and he's going to get suspended for a year, we're going to pull out all the stops and we're going to showcase every single thing we can find on any owner in the league. Um, and, and that's what this is going to turn into. It's, it's not just going to be about Deshaun Watson anymore. It's going to be about owners and how you basically dole out justice with players versus the owners of the teams. Mm, so how does it impact the way Roger handles decisions coming forward? Because we have the Alvin Kamara case and a few other things that will be on the docket. How do you think that changes um, you know, the way they met out discipline based on them overruling overriding Sue Robinson's deal? Um, well, it's, uh, you know, the, the precedent that gets set in this one, you know, it's not a one-for-one. One. I, think, I think what um, changes in the precedent that gets set here is that when Sue Robinson issued her initial arbitration decision, she talked about um, nonviolent sexual assault as defined by the NFL. She includes that, that phrase several times. And I think that's ultimately the precedent that gets set here is now in the future, you appear to have guardrails when it comes to quote unquote nonviolent sexual assault um, as defined by the NFL. Now, that to me is still a pretty vague term that will probably get defined out in, in future incidents where they say, okay, hey, that seems to fall into this idea of nonviolent sexual assault. Okay, well, now we have an initial six-game suspension and then ultimately on appeal, an 11-game suspension and a fine. So to me, it sets a floor and a ceiling for nonviolent sexual assault in the NFL. Now it's what qualifies as that. And, you know, moving forward, that to me is really the precedent that's been set here. Every Everything else in terms of, you know, the domestic violence policy is pretty solidly defined at this stage. Other um, violations of the personal conduct penalty via, you know, Alvin Kamara, the, you know, alleged fight in the, in the arrest, that's 
I hate to say standard. I mean, it's not great language, but I mean, for lack of a better term, that's a little more standard in terms of what the league's dealt with before. This is this is different, and that's why they use the words unprecedented. Well, now it's not an unprecedented anymore. It's there's a precedent, and they're going to use it. Um, what about the Browns in terms of what they do? Jacoby Brissett right now set to start eleven games. Does their roster hold? You know, when I went, I went through their camp. I talked to Kevin Stefanski for a bit about this, and he, he was pretty clear that he's like, "Look, if I, I felt like the zone for them in terms of if they would address quarterback would have benefit was a one-year calendar suspension." Then I think at that point they would have said, "Okay, um, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever else, is there some you know something else out there to you know raise the the level of play at quarterback?" Um, I felt like the kind of dead zone for them, which is going to be a little weird, would be in that 10 to 12 games. Well, here we are. Do I think that they could be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? I think if he was, if he didn't cost anything, I think if he came free, if the 49ers ultimately were forced to release him, I think that the Cleveland Browns would consider it. Now that said, I asked if they, you know Kevin Stefanski about, um, you know, just sort of rolling with the, the roster that they had, and he made the point that look Jacoby Brissett's got starting um, experience we have an offense where we can you know lean into the run game there are certain things we can do offensively to tailor the scheme to Jacoby you know it's not going to be as much shotgun he's going to be an under center guy Um, you know if the running backs the offensive line hold up you you know I I think like they feel like they can go the the 11 games with Jacoby Brissett now again I think if Jimmy Garoppolo's free if he doesn't cost assets or, or really money um, that's something that, that they would still consider. But it's getting pretty late. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's been part of the passing program. He's you know been part of, of the offensive scheme there. I would say that, that at, at this point, even if Jimmy comes free, it at least gives him a heads up over Jimmy Garoppolo just in terms of the knowledge. All right, Charles, back, back to Deshaun. How will Deshaun, I guess, handle his time away? And what, is, what do you think Kevin Stefanski expects to see when Deshaun returns and is able to play in Week 13? Well, they, the upside is that he gets back into the building in, in early October because there's the there's basically the acclimation period. So, although he won't play a game until November, he won't be eligible to play a game until November. He does get the ability to get back in the building, even though he can't practice um, until November. My understanding is, you know, there's basically going to be a setup for Deshaun once the preseason ends, which is when he he's not allowed to be around the team anymore. There's going to be a setup for him to, you know, study on his own, work out on his own, sort of, you know, uh, be off to the side, quote unquote, but out of the building. Um, once he comes back, basically Kevin Stefanski was like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but there will be a plan to transition, you know, the, the offense over to Deshaun Watson. Um, but it, you know, the, offense is going to change slightly with Jacoby Brissett again because I don't think they the way that they will run um, shotgun sets with Deshaun they I don't think they're really planning on doing that with Jacoby Brissett so there's just you know certain little elements that um, they'll have to start to tweak once he he gets into the building even even though he won't be practicing right away but there's yeah there's a plan set up for you know how to keep himself in shape keep himself sharp be on a throwing schedule um, and be ready to go when November Charles you know, kicks in. He could be on the field. Charles Robinson, Yahoo Sports. You pod to win the game uh, is his podcast. Of course, he's been all over this Deshaun Watson uh, story. Um, l- l- let's let's go to another AFC quarterback. Lamar Jackson's been an MVP. 
Uh, both sides have said, hey, once the season starts, we're not negotiating. Now, in, right. fa- in fairness to the team, they could franchise tag him. They can always negotiate at the end of the season as well. But most most people want to get things done. What are you hearing about the likelihood of a deal being struck before that first game of the year? I, the upside is they've been talking, you know, and that was definitely something that changed. I mean, there was a very, very long stretch in the in the off season when they weren't. And I think even the, the Ravens behind closed doors are like, we don't really understand why we can't get traction here. I, I do think, and, and you and I have talked about this before, what makes sense is that there are other quarterback deals coming in and, and really – the one that was going to come in, and if if that had been sort of the stimulating deal to to really get things moving with with um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, would have been the Kyler Murray deal. I, at this stage, for him to do a deal um, to do an extension, you know, it, I, I think that fifty million dollars a year APY, what the guarantees ultimately look like, the fact that you know he does he has a resume, he has a an MVP on it. Um, the way that the offense is structured through him, he's if they really see him as their franchise quarterback of the future, and they don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Um, you know, it's going to be about that that number. And I just don't see him at this stage doing a deal um, when he's taken it this far, and there's so much leverage to be had after the 2022 season. You know, Justin Herbert deals coming in. Um, the Denver Broncos, I think, are, are going to try to get Russell Wilson's extension done during the season. And then obviously you have um, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. So there's quite a bit of movement to, to be had in, in quarterback contracts. And he's you know pushed it this far. And I think he's seen historically with some recent quarterback deals that if you can get the leverage in, in your favor, you know he's going to absolutely get a top-of-the-market deal. Going on the heels of Lamar Jackson, because Lamar Jackson is going about negotiating this deal without representation. We're seeing the same thing yeah. with Roquan Smith. What has yep. been the reaction to more players taking care of their own deals without representation? It's frustrating to teams. I mean, the Roquan Smith situation is a really, really good example of this because we had the weird thing where somebody's calling around to teams and, you know, the warning that, hey, this isn't, you know, this is not a representative of of Roquan Smith and this is not, you know, whoever this is, this isn't how this is supposed to be done. But, you know, if Roquan Smith, for example, you know, requests a trade, he wants to be traded. We all know how, how this works. I mean, you have an agent, your agent basically goes out and sets up deals with teams, figures out is the, you know, a, will they give up the assets? B, is there a contract extension on the other side of it? There's, there's heavy lifting that's got to be done there. It's far more difficult when it's Roquan Smith representing himself, I, I'm, you know, players have represented themselves in the past. And, you know, I, I personally, I don't have any problem with it whatsoever, but I, I definitely know that from a detail standpoint and teams wanting to have the constant communication and things knocked out, it's a lot easier for that to be done when an agent's in place. So I think that's definitely part of what's frustrating about Roquan Smith right now with potential other suitors. And then as you see, you know, Lamar Jackson, it's a, it's a similar situation where, um, you know, a, a major quarterback deal like this historically, that's never, ever, ever been done primarily um, by a player and, you know, a family member or an advisor um, who's not a, an actual agent. So it's, I don't know. It's, but but it's, why? It's why? What, what is what, what is the uh, to save one percent? Like that doesn't. What? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. What? Why is this some some form of trend? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I can't. I think it's everybody does it for their own reason. I mean, I think part of it is, yeah, to save a fee. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what Rokon um, was spending in fees before. Top level players nowadays, it's not like most elite level players aren't paying three percent. You know, it's they're doing the one percent deals, and um, I I don't know, man. I can't speak to that. It's, it's such a personal a personal decision for everybody. I mean, I look at Lamar Jackson and. I get it because when you look through his history in terms of football and kind of managing himself, he's done it his own way for a while. Now. Yeah, but I, I would sure tell you, Charles, I would tell you, and you guys would know better than I would, but what I had heard it like, that's one of the things that hurt him in the draft was that people couldn't get his mom on the phone to get him in for a workout. And it was a comp- it, it, I, I, it was a complaint. Yeah. I mean, it was a point of frustration. Right, that, so, that, but again, what, what, you tell me what was the flip side. What's the? Did it go well? It went well for. I mean, ultimately, it played out well, right? I mean, like well, ultimately, he found thing. he found a team that fit. But if, but he's he's made thirty second pick in the draft money as opposed to had he gone and worked out and people saw how good he was, he okay, might have made fifteen Doug, pick in the in money. Doug, he's also with a very very good franchise. He got drafted by a franchise. I, with I, I understand, but it, it's a, you're, you're going staff. you're going results. I'm going process, right? Like he he has succeeded because he frankly lucked out and a franchise took him and built a whole thing around him and was smart enough to understand how to develop and how to use him and how he could right. But hey, that's I, but that's not because. But the process, like, look, the Ravens had two first round picks. If they fell in yeah, love with if they fell in love with him, they could have traded up to get him, and he would have made a lot more money. That's my whole thing. Is like I don't. Doug, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you on the pro. Like I get it. I yeah. understand it, and I understand the frustrations of teams. But Lamar Jackson has been result oriented. Sure. He's looked at the results in the past, and he's made decisions in the past. Hey, guess what? And I'm I'm playing. I'm going to be a college quarterback. I'm not going to move and be a DB or any of these other positions. I'm going to be a quarterback. I'm going to do it my way. Right. He's done a number of things his way, and it's hard for me to argue with the result. That's, it's, it's a great point. Charles Robinson joining us, Yahoo Sports. Does anyone know where um, Tom Brady is and if he'll return when he's supposed to return? It is. I, you know, I, basically this, the, the franchise, you know, Todd Bowles talking about this and, and really there not being in a, a defined end date here is odd, and the fact that it's stretched on has been odd. You know, I think you could question how out of the blue was this. I, they're adamant, though, behind the scenes that, you know, what you're reading out in the public in terms of this being something that was planned and, you know, they're they're not uh, concerned about this. Like, that's what they're saying privately. I, I don't know whether that's factual or not. I, it's, it's hard for me to fully process now what's going on with Tom Brady without looking at the optics of what happened with the Miami investigation and the fact that, Don Yee, his agent, you know, the Sean Payton stuff, all this stuff that was involved with my legitimate. Mm-hmm. So just because this is, people are saying it's pre-planned, it's no big deal. It's, you know, he's he's taking this, this break and being with his family. I get it. I know that's the storyline, but I also understand why a lot of people are looking at this sideways. And, and yeah, every team out there right now, anybody you talk to, across the league is like what's going on with that like is that real is is he retiring like is he is he going to come back and my answer is like what the Buccaneers are saying yeah he is we just don't know when so if he doesn't 
come back. There's no drop dead date. Like, do in their mind, do they have a drop dead date when they need to get Blaine Gabbert ready to be the starter? Or if Tom Brady comes to week of week one, they're okay with it that he missed the entire preseason. I haven't heard anything about a about a you know a, a finite date. Like, hey, he's got to be back in here. I I think the only thing I have heard is the way that they're approaching it is look, it's Tom Brady. This is we're treating he's this is like the last hurrah. And they're like, hey, if he he were to come back in 2023, the way we would handle it is this is the last hurrah. So, are there some unconventional things that are going to happen? Sure, we're going to go ahead and play along with it. The off season was pretty unconventional anyway. Um, getting him back into the building was unconventional. So it, to me, I think they're going to ride it out. Now, if there's a finite date, the smartest thing they can do is keep their mouth shut about that and not tell people like me or anybody else and have that be the most private of private conversations with Tom. Um, that way, you know, look, they don't want to be seen as putting any kind of public pressure on them. They want to be seen as willing participants, and, and that's what they're playing out right now. I could not encourage you enough to read his work at Yahoo Sports. Download his podcast. You pod to win the game. He's Charles Robinson. Guy guy knows it, breathes it, lives it, eats it. Charles, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's uh, Charles Robinson. By the way, I, I would also be remiss if I didn't tell you to do what I do, which is listen to Move the Sticks. That's uh, <laughs> B- Bucky's podcast with Daniel Jeremiah. You just listen to it, and they just talk ball from two guys that really, really know ball and really know the league. All right, coming up next... Oh, we got we got some good stuff to get to. Um, <clears throat> arm yourself with the best defense for hunger, a Traeger drill. It should be Meat Friday, but they don't invite us out to the man cave, so I can't, Joel and I can't be cooking up the meat. What's going on here? I got to call DP and the boys. Traeger's set it and forget it. Convenience means you can actually watch the game, not the grill. Check out Traeger.com slash DP show to start saving and remember to use the code DP show to get free shipping. Uh, the Bucks don't seem to know where Tom Brady is. I can prove it to you. Next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. 
As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show, Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it all. Also, breaking ground on NIL. They've got some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Caitlin Clark in there, Angel Reese, and a lot of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round draft picks. And if you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. And the best trading card brands, Prism, Select, Don Russ, and so many more. And for those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards, celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Doug Gottlieb, Bucky Brooks, in for Dan the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> this one's an interesting one. Okay, so we talked about it some with Charles Robinson, and he was talking about all the things that went on in the offseason, right? You had... Uh, he had the retirement of Bruce Arians after the retirement, but that was only when Tom Brady was coming back, which made zero sense, the explanation that, that Bruce Arians gave me. No, I think we're in good shape, so now I'm going to retire. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right? Uh, felt like, and, and Bucky again, uh, Bucky Brooks has the Move the Sticks podcast, you and Danny Jeremiah. You, you know this league way better than I do. It felt like to me, man, that Tom Brady's like, I'll come back, but I'm not. I'm I'm not feeling Bruce. I'm I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling. Bruce. Is that fair? I mean, I think it's fair to maybe assume that because Tom Brady's a power broker. If you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady says I will come back, based on these conditions, you make sure those conditions happen because Tom Brady helped you hoist a Lombardi. Um, only a handful of players in the league have that kind of power and cachet that they can do it. So yeah, if Tom Brady called that shot, you have to take the shot. So uh, apparently, one of his other like non-negotiables is I got a little mid-training camp break. It's supposed <laughs> to be ten days long. Mm-hmm. We, we have no definitive date. Mm-mm. When are you gonna be back? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> let me know. Like that's the that, that's a, a and a football coach not knowing when his quarterback is gonna be back because that's different. Like maybe in the basketball world, yeah, take a couple of days. I'll be back. Whether football or no, normally it's very structured. You know exactly how long a guy will be away if 
You allow a player to go away. That's like, like the that. first thing every morning when they meet. The trainer comes in, reads right, the report, right? Reads the report. Who's available today? Who's not? How, what's the status like? When do we think we'll get them back? Correct. And then you build your plans around their availability. To not have your quarterback, <laughs> to not have Tom Brady, who, by the way, Tom Brady is the architect of the offense. Is his offense for sure? Yes. New, because you have a new kind of protocol when it comes to offensive play calling. Like you have Brian Leftwich, but you don't have Bruce Arians over top. Not necessarily overseeing, supervising, whatever you want to call what he was doing. But now it's Brian Leftwich and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not there, so how do you continue to build this out for the preseason heading into the season uh, to kind of get all of it done? And then how how much time do you invest in Blaine Gabbert getting him ready to play? It's just, it's just well, remember, they, they also they've had injuries in their offensive line as well. You know, injuries to the center. I just, you know, I, I get that everybody thinks this division is down. I think the Saints are better than people think. I think, I agree with you. And, oh yeah, by the way, the Saints kind of owned them recently. Obviously the playoff game a couple of years ago notwithstanding. They opened the season in Dallas against the Cowboys, and then they play in New Orleans. Then they play the Packers, then they play the Chiefs. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's not, not great. Not great. It could be It could be a rocky start. Even if he comes back, I mean, he has to give himself enough time to get ready. I know it's time to grade and all the things that he's accomplished, but everybody needs reps. Everybody needs enough time to kind of get into that rhythm and that regular season groove. So you would like to see him come back and give at least two weeks to be able to kind of work everything out so you have a little momentum and chemistry working into the regular season. I mean, if if, if not, then you're going to see, i say, more quarterbacks do, this, do the mid-camp sabbatical sort of thing, I guess, right? Like, well, Tom Brady took, took two weeks off, didn't call anybody, didn't talk to anybody. It's weird because um, we had, uh, what's the who's the quarterback in Washington who he started some last year? Uh, Taylor God, Heineke. Taylor Heineke. We had Taylor Heineke on my show at the Super Bowl. And I said, he was with the Patriots for a couple months as a practice team player. And he told the story. He's like, it was, you know, mid-season it was cold and ugly outside, and it was a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I just got signed, and I'm like, I'm going to be the first one in the building. And he mm-hmm. gets in at 5.15, and who's there? Already a cup of coffee in hand watching film but Tom Brady. Yeah. Right? That he is an absolute fanatic about preparation. And for a guy who's a fanatic about preparation to be preparing for his last season by by not communicating with his team... Doesn't seem right. Does, does not seem right. Now, I mean, like, look, that feels like a... Like a Giselle said, hey, this is how we're doing it. But I, that doesn't mean the guy feels super comfortable in uh, when, when he returns and getting ready. That, that part to me is fascinating. That Of all the talk about Deshaun Watson, we knew he was going to be suspended. Tom Brady not being around, we did not see. I did not see coming. Yeah, that, that, that is something that was unforeseen because this is – he's going to come. He wants to run it back and – Look, I don't know if their expectations are to go to the Super Bowl in terms of outside expectations looking at the Bucks because he returns. But you have to think inside. We have Tom Brady. Everyone is gearing up for a Super Bowl run. And the fact that he's not there, it certainly has to mess with the chemistry and the continuity a little bit as you're trying to build a championship team. Not just that. Not just that, but also, like, you are who your best player is. And Absolutely. Who and who your leader is. Yes. And when he's not there, you know, what is the level of intensity of practice? You know, and and like forget about all the like 
Chris Goblin coming off the ACL or the injury stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like when the sheriff's not around, it's a different deal because he holds everyone in line. Ty Bowles is the unquestioned head coach, but the leader of the squad is Tom Brady. And as you said, your team goes as your best player goes. Tom Brady, being a worker bee who is very diligent in his preparation process, holds everybody else up to a higher standard. So when he's not there, you do want it to slip a bit. That's crazy. Crazy story. We talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, anytime. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. With Bucky Brooks, I'm Doug Gottlieb. And coming up next, Baker Mayfield looks to be the starter week one in Carolina. Who do they play? Oh, they play the Cleveland Browns. Is that the right decision from the Carolina Panthers? And will he be successful? I'll ask Bucky next on the Dan Patrick Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.